Hello guys and welcome to Behind the Bunker. It's episode 501. That's right. You missed our 500th last week if you didn't tune in. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, lots of great stuff on the show tonight. We have um, uh, prices right tonight. We're going to do we have the vault. We have mail time custom corner and a couple more things to get to tonight as well as we want to give you guys all of the names of who won prizes from last week's show and there was there's oodles of them so we'll get to that in just a moment but before we do though let's have a look at uh, who's joining us tonight let's start with maybe joe kimson from flaggers paintball greetings and thanks for tuning in tonight is that the uh, fall guy the beautiful behind the bunker i'm trying to get my chat going just give me is that the fall guy oh, right there yeah me no behind you Looks like a brown bronco. What is that right behind you over your left oh, shoulder? Oh, it's the it's the Stranger Things Lego set. Okay, so I'm not I far off with the fall guy then. Think, I too constantly James think Bond it's the OJ house. <laughs> yeah, there's the gloves it's a, right it's there a too. Jimmy, Steve Renner. <laughs> um, the glove fits. He must have quit. There you go. And uh, Josh Zubrickus, you hear his tender voice. Yeah, I'm here as well. I I guess for now yeah we're on a little come down off of the big 500 last week yeah this is so anti-climactic yeah we have 500 more before our next big celebration and then we we have gavin sharma from terror tech industries that's right gonna try to bring things back together because we've started off on a bad (laughs) note a lot of grumpiness a lot of uh you know clamato i don't know what the hell you were saying josh but uh uh welcome thank you so much for tuning in folks it's great to have you here 501 and this is the prize redemption uh uh, show so make sure you tune in uh like subscribe chat whatever you need to do to stay connected to us because it's behind the bunker monday night Mm -hmm. happy easter everyone and uh it's gonna be a good show have an edible whatever it takes um yeah so lots that's how we all got here in the first place (laughs) i think so um Something we want to tell you guys about, we haven't really uh, been able to promote much of this, but uh, two weeks, ladies and gentlemen, virtual paintball extravaganza happens. And if you guys want to know anything about uh, any of the any of the manufacturers this year, tune in on Wednesday, April the 14th. Starts at 8 o'clock. We're going to have special guests with us on the show, as well as lots of content from all of the uh, exhibitors from paintball extravaganza. As I said, it will be virtual. But it's still going to be extravaganza, so tune in for that. Extravaganza, extravaganza. Wednesday, April 14th. Uh, Are we going to wear our extravaganza name tags then? Uh, Yeah, we should. I we should. have I mine. Can, yeah. Garvin, you have yours somewhere. Garbins, yeah. <laughs> I should be able to find muster one up. Yeah, I don't sh- know what year, but I should be able to. I don't have, uh, we don't usually wear anything fancy on those, sh- on those, but we could certainly wear the lanyards for sure. Um. Last week was our 500th show, and uh, this I, I caught on Facebook. Vicky Brown and uh, Joe were watching. You can see with uh, martinis. Nice, nice, and their comfy socks and blanket. Um, and last week, you guys received uh, Yeti cups uh, that had behind the bunker on it. Well, didn't bag of chips the next day create his own? I think he felt a little slighted. He said, behind the bunker, you can have your own Yeti. I'll use mine. Well done, bag of chips. That looks more like Sasquatch. The wish version of it. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, How to get it through the Suez Canal? Oh no, (laughs) a nice one. Suez is flowing, flowing again, right? It is. Yes. Like uh, there's a giant backlog. No, but have they gotten through some of that backlog? Yes, they've been working at it 24 hours a day. The Ever Given is free and on its way to its next port of call. Nice. Um, um, sorry. Congratulations to Tracy and Richie Rampage Santos for becoming grandparents today in the chat. Hey, so on behalf of Behind the Bunker, congratulations. Enjoy the next few years. Uh, but make sure you tune in every Monday night. I didn't even know they knew each other. <laughs> yes. Hey, here's a quick shout out. We haven't seen or heard much from this fellow in a while. Um, Jeremiah D. Pillion. Yeah. Nice to see you, Jeremiah. Um, quick. What was the name of his team? Um, wild, the wild bunch that's it Is with that his quick enough uh, for you? yeah look at that it's like we were studying um <laughs> prizes from last week how would you guys like to uh know who won last week's prizes uh we gave away a meh we no you don't care meh your uh we gave away a entry fee to fold a gap this year at command decisions war game and that one goes to 
Charles Holton. Charles Holton, which we actually have something for the show from him today. So hey, we'll, we'll happy Holton that. wins. Yeah, Excellent. so good for him. But all the other prizes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, are right here. And I'm only going to leave it on the screen for just a second. There, if you didn't see your name, I will we'll get to that a little later on in the show. But here you go, ladies and gentlemen. So all the Enola Gay swag is on the left. The Planet Eclipse is on the right. Um, so hopefully you guys see your name. If you see your name, get a hold of me and uh, I will get to creepily get your address so that I can send some stuff out to you, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, that was a good show. You guys had fun last week. It Sorry. was a good, it was yeah. a yeah. good show. Sorry, yeah, very I, I, much so. I was rambling because I thought maybe Matt was going to leave this, <laughs> this sheet up there or the picture up there a little bit longer. But there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, no, it was good. And you guys, have you used any of your uh, swag from Enola Gay yet? Uh, I sure did, Todd, and you're aware of that. Mm-hmm. I wore my soft shell, uh, or cell, uh, whatever it is, <laughs> uh, jacket today because it was a little uh, raining a bit, and it kept me dry and warm. And ladies and gentlemen, Nola Gay, thank you so much for uh, for that. It, yeah, it was fantastic. While Gavin was wearing his soft shell, he kept singing Tainted Love. <laughs> there you yes, go. Yes, I did. Uh, the podcast on Spotify was only 30-minute show. Had to finish it on YouTube. Really? I'll have to look into that. Thank you, Eric Branco, or Branco on uh, YouTube. Branco. Huh. Okay. Well, we'll have to sort that out. Thank you for bringing that up to my attention. Um, Paintball Media, ladies and gentlemen, they've got their iconic Paintball Teams documentary series. That's uh, with their 13 episodes. The next or the first event or the first uh, episode happens within the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that. If you're not a member of their Patreon page, you're not going to be able to see this. So go and check that out. Speaking of paintball.media, their online magazine was released, their April uh, edition. Have you guys downloaded it yet or looked at it yet? That's a Tuesday night thing, my friend. That's a Tuesday night thing. Well, you'll be able to read. I think your name was mentioned, Gavin. Because uh, there was an article featuring Behind the Bunker, and uh, they had interviewed me. And you'll be able to see that, uh, yeah, we got uh, a couple of pages in the magazine talking about the show, the history of it, stuff like that. So if you're interested, guys, head on over to paintball.media and check that out. I'll have a look at that later on. Yeah, and that's all I got in the news. And uh, there we go. Um... Yeah, so we have the vault to get to. We have prices right. We have mail time. We have custom corner tonight. Why don't we get into some vault and uh, we'll get right into some mail time after that. Hey, it's uh, Joe from Flaggers Paintball here with another segment from the vault where we go back in history, back into the early days of paintball and show you something from my vault. Today is no different. Today I'm going to show you my air gun designs or AGD um warp feed this is a clear version this is new in package that just packaging has deteriorated uh but so it's not hermetically sealed uh with the packing tape tom k used to close it this is a clear version you can see it accepts a nine volt battery it's pretty cool you can sort of what as, as it's feeding paintballs you'd be able to see all the gear and all the mechanisms feeding along this one comes with an adapter for your power feed a hopper adapter and a piece of really small hyperball tubing so it's pretty fantastic anyway guys and girls thanks for watching from the vault this week and we'll see you next week with another segment for behind the bunker until then pew pew that's awesome anyway uh that was my um what was it um the or world's heaviest paintball. paintball prop. The world's yeah turned into it. I have that available. It's still brand new in a package. If anyone's interested in in purchasing it for their collection, I would love to um, send it to a new home. <laughs> um, you can PM me if you're interested. George Hay there. wants to know if he was mentioned in the interview. Uh, there, w- I was only allowed a certain amount of characters, and if I would have mentioned your name, I would have used up half of them. So sorry, George. Hey. George Hay. <laughs> we'll mention you next time, George Hay. Very good. Um, hey, if you guys are watching, if you guys are tuning in on uh, YouTube, 
hit that like button on YouTube. That definitely helps. And uh, hell, subscribe if you're if you're not already. If you're watching us on Facebook, give us a like and, and share if you're if you're good with that. Uh, before we get into mail time, Gavin, why don't we quickly go through? I've got some I got some new events, and I also have some bad news for Joe. Uh, save the event, ladies and gentlemen. Mission Masters 2021. There is their game calendar. Uh, bad news for Joe. This is the last week we can mention French Lick. Nah, 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 nah. French Lick. <laughs> that game happens this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Does when April? Yes. Oh. Super Game Indiana, June 25th to 27th. Make you make sure you sign up for Brandon Brad Page's side. Uh, then we have the Command Bros happening on May 29th and May 30th. Uh, what do you do, ladies and gentlemen, is the question. Um, Fallout. That's happening August 28th and 29th at Hell Survivors. And again, make sure you sign up for... Hey! hey. I'm a general. Really? And, and, That's awesome. Yeah, Alien vs. Predators, January 24th to 25th. Uh, make sure you guys get signed up in any uh, pre-registration. Receives a 3x5 sticker uh, saying that I survived AVP's Total Carnage, so... Check that out, ladies and gentlemen. Gavin, it's your time to shine, my friend. Mail time. So happy this is my segment, my time to shine, where I get to rip open my sack and read some of the correspondence, ladies and gentlemen, that you have sent in. I certainly appreciate it. Uh, in the world of Canada, it is a long weekend, so the sack is a little short. Uh, but we'll get to whatever questions we have. Uh, the first one comes to us from Oliver Powell, and he wants to know, when you go to the field, what do you bring in your kit bag? Foods, drinks, etc.? What amenities do you bring? Great question. Josh, why don't we start with you? I always jump in on these, so let's give you a chance. I've usually got some type of Gatorade or Hydrodil or something like that. Ah, good me. call. And uh, usually a couple of granola bars, that kind of stuff. I'm thinking of switching over to olive juice this year. Yeah? Yeah, now that Hydrodil's yeah, gone. Even worse than pickle juice. I don't have access to uh, little little olive pouches. So you drink the olive juice, shoot that back, and have a couple olives. That would be good. Yeah, like a running Packets. gel, but just disgusting. <laughs> yes. Could you imagine running a marathon, and as you're running, you get those tables where they give you the gel packs to squeeze in your throat as you're running. Instead, it's a bunch of olives. <laughs> just oh, be terrible. That's <laughs> not a bad thing, buddy. It's, it's not, but I mean, you just be <laughs> no, hacking and choking on them. Joe, what about you? What do you bring into a game? Um, I try to bring, you know, maybe some fruit. Even some of those squeeze pouches that kids uh, you give to little infants. Uh, then you can just squeeze them in the go and throw them in the trash and they're easy easy to digest or quick to consume. I always bring lots of water, usually some Gatorade. Sometimes I'll bring my own roll of toilet paper in case I need to use the facilities. An extra pair of socks, um, a spray bottle, yeah. spray bottle with some soap in it. Then I'll dump some bottled water in it so that way in transit, somehow the lid pops off. I don't have soapy water in my car, in my gear bag. Then before I leave, I dump it out. I always bring an extra few microfibers as well, and then a wide array, array of tools. And I never tell anybody I have them because if I lend them to someone, I'll never get them back. But Don't you find there's always lots of tools there, anyways? <laughs> there's lots. There's lots of tools there anyway. But I always bring uh, lots of tools to repair stuff, and extra batteries, and scope batteries, and red dot batteries, and all kinds of stuff. So that's kind of what I bring. Yeah, yeah. And then I usually change the clothes for the way home. Yeah, Garvin? Um, I'm going to say all of the above with uh, what uh, Joe said as well, right? So you want to be self-sustained, um, a one-man machine that you don't have to rely on anybody else. Um, so I'm going to lean back towards the uh, the food. Yeah, I need snacks. I need um, hydration. So it's water, uh, multiple waters and Gatorades and try to mix it up just because it gets really boring drinking yeah. just water. Uh, and you mentioned olives, yes. Uh, when you mentioned that to me, um, I, 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 you know, I, I was quite curious. You know, pickles are great. Uh, pickle juice is fantastic uh, for the sodium. Uh, but you know, mixing that with olives, like just have a snack in the staging area or on field too, is uh, keeps you on the field, right? Yeah. So you're not going to dehydrate. Um, you're not going to get muscle cramps, all that stuff. So it's really, really important to take care of your body, um, keep yourself hydrated. 
and get all those wonderful snacks in uh, while you're in the field. Yeah. So oh. that's what I. Cook. I've never been to a well, paintball. While we're at it, let's Go let's ahead. step it up with some feta cheese. <laughs> I, I feta cheese I juice. That's meant sure. for your pocket. You guys sure. are talking. Of, you guys are talking about olives and pickles and stuff, but you can get those um, rollable cutting boards. And I was thinking that we could. With a rollable cutting board out flat, we could lay different meat on it, then we could roll it up and we'd have a portable charcuterie platter so that we could open up in between games. It'd be nice. You could even carry a charcuterie platter rolled up in a mat in a pod. I would like a picnic basket that detaches to my harness system. A picnic? <laughs> but that's picnic. the thing. When have you ever gone to, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to paintball fields, whenever you gone to a paintball field event and set, walked away and went, wow, I really enjoyed the game, but that food was phenomenal. And I oh, will say the um, only time we've ever had good food is when we went to Super Game Oregon, not because the vendors, but because Ryan Sexton made, what were they? Tacos? Yeah, some tacos and fajitas. Taco cabbage or something. In it. They were phenomenal. They were phenomenal. Yeah. And and that, I mean, that was almost the highlight of, of the game, unfortunately, just because of that. But I always like to bring... Uh, EM, sorry? EMR brought in a barbecue food truck once. Oh, but they got it wasn't an actual food truck. Like he brought a grill. He owned a food truck, but he bought a grill in and all that kind of stuff. Like it was like, I had pulled pork for lunch one day. Oh my! I, like, I just your leaves your cheeks night, tingly and your knees. That's a nightmare, though. Unreal. If your meal is better than your game, nobody <laughs> goes on the field. Right? Everybody <laughs> in the afternoon is just sitting there holding their belly. For sure. Um, Justin in the live chat says pod jerky. Absolutely. There, there yeah. is a trick to taking food on the field. I'll take little packages of almonds, like the salted almonds, and put them in my pocket. Because if you're standing somewhere on the field or you're walking somewhere, you could pop those under your goggles pretty quick and have a have a quick snack. But food is the hardest thing. When you're at a paintball field, if you didn't bring it, you're not eating it. So I bring granola bars. I bring a bag of chips, like a little tiny bag of chips for some sodium. Uh, I've almost King. always got M&M's. Yeah, there you go. What kind of M&M's M&M's melt like in your hand. Yeah. Or melt in your mouth, not in your hand. I I appreciate M&M's when someone like? brings me chocolate bars when like, I'm at the field. Frozen ones. <laughs> frozen ones. Um, I wrote down lots of beverages, uh, snacks and nuts. I bring extra pair of goggles. Um, ice is always good, especially on those hot ones, so that you can at least have cold beverages halfway through the day. Uh, change of shoes. Um, if you're going to play in boots all day, it's nice to have a pair of running shoes just to throw on afterwards. And Crocs. Uh, you said Crocs wrong. Crocs. I did, didn't yes. I? Um, so yeah, those are those are things. But I would like to know. Maybe we'll have a topic another time. What kind of food do you bring on the field with you? Because I know I'm not the only one. Uh, I'll also bring chewing gum. I like to play paintball when I'm eating chewing gum. I don't know why. Maybe it distracts me. I don't know, but I can't be the only one. And I, I again, like a granola bar in your pocket. If you're the, if you're the guy standing in in a line waiting for the game to start, and you're ch- chewing on a granola bar. I guarantee you there's a handful of people looking around jealous that they didn't bring their own. True. <laughs> You're disagreeing, Gavin? <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, sugar, right? I mean, that's a quick fix, quick burst of energy, but uh, you want the long haul, right? You want to be able to be there for the uh, entire game. Um, and hydration, I, I, I can't keep going back to that, is key. And I know a lot of our paintball players who are watching right now, uh, if you attend the, the pre- uh, party before the event, you probably have some adult beverages. Yeah. And the average North American is walking around already moderately dehydrated. If you add adult beverages in there, you're not going to have a great time, right? You're not going to be on the field the whole time. So making sure you're retaining that water, you're bringing, um, you're hydrating, and so you're, you know, you're giving your body what it needs, right? Um, so, are kiwis are good for. Listen it, here, Captain Buzzkill. For um, <laughs> cramping and, and they're high in potassium. Yeah. As long as you don't yeah, drink yeah. too much water and it breaks on the field, then you're, yeah, then you're into other problems. You could have adult beverages. You can have other good time items. You can enjoy yourself uh, over the course of the weekend. But remember, you got to take your your body first, right? Because that's your your, your main tool, yeah. right? Um, so marker, paint inside. Uh, you know, if you become dehydrated or quite ill <coughs> because of a, a late evening, that's going to ruin your event. Yeah. So making sure you're taking care of yourself. Joe got me into this years ago, but if you have a really really hot day, there's nothing better than a frozen Camelback. You know what I mean? Put it in the freezer with, with, with water, fill it up three quarters the way before you put it in the freezer. And then the next day you've got this cold brick of ice chilling your back, your spine as you're, as everyone else is sweating. And you can just supple on that straw as you're, as you're walking and keeping hydrated. But 
Yeah, another tip and trick for those those hot days. We we ran a game once that was so hot that as people were coming off the field, we had cases of water and we were forcing customers and to Gatorade. take them. Yeah, and we yeah. we literally had to force them into people's hands because like, no, 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 I'm okay. I have water back at the thing. It's like, do you really? Here you go. Take it and open, take the cap off and start drinking it now. But um, yeah, if it wasn't for all that, I think we would have had some serious dehydration issues. But uh yeah, let's talk about snacks another time because that's uh, that's a that's a good one. And Gavin loves talking food, anyways. Yeah, talking about food. Yeah. <laughs> what did you guys eat tonight? Behind the bunker and food. In, oh wait. In our defense, Gavin, until you went to extravaganza and had Gus's, you would belittle us every time we talked about food at events. But I now... still don't want to talk about it, right? But somebody <laughs> asked the question, so I'm answering it like everybody else. All right, let's move on to the next one before I get angry again. All right, uh, so. Uh, Simeon Schnacki uh, wants to know what's the weirdest thing that's happened on the field what have you experienced that's really really freaking weird I remember playing paintball and, and being being on the field with Josh and his phone rings and he answered it I remember that I remember Let's call uh, Simon and find out who answered his phone. I remember field. us having a big game at our field, and there's a side road that has access to our field. If you get lost on the property, and someone drove in, and we had to stop that part of the game and actually ask that car to reverse out. And it was just some old couple that were w- looking to walk their dog, I think. But uh, or maybe they were looking for a hot tub show. I don't know, but yeah. I I think we, yeah when we first moved to Binghamins and we you know only been there a short time and it was previously uninhabited land other than for homeless people, but you know there were several trails and like Todd said roads converging on the area and we'd be playing paintball and you'd have you'd have cyclists rolling in and you'd be going oh there's a paintball game going on or you'd have cars driving down this this access road that we had so it was kind of crazy we don't have that problem anymore. Yeah. For me, it was um, Battle Royale 2, the second one. Um, so I was refing the first day and then playing the second day. Uh, the first day, it just, everyone was gung-ho, at least on one side, and railroaded the other side and pushed them all the way back to their spawn. So for a good 15, 20 minutes of the opening day, nothing was happening. Everyone was pinned down. So the weirdest thing, and it's the only time I've ever experienced in my paintball career, we had to stop a big game and reset just so the, the game could flow. And yeah. once we stopped and resetted, it was fantastic. But the original 15, 20 minutes, it was like, what the fire truck is going on right now? Yeah. This is the craziest, craziest event. And this, well, this I is going to sound... other thing. Okay, go ahead, Joe. I, I've, I've got one that's that's going to sound like an insult, but it's not. We, we were hosting a, a CXBL speedball game and you know, we are, we're pretty cognizant of the weather and, you know, using radar and watching it. And there was a, a storm that came out of nowhere and it happened to be, we got deluged and had 12 or 16 inches of rain right in the middle of the speedball field. So we had to cancel the thing for the day, find some pumps and pump out the field until so we could be ready to go the next day. Pretty crazy. I've that was like record-breaking like monsoon. Record-breaking yeah. monsoon rain, just like when we were in Nam. But, um... Yeah. My, my, my thing that, that I'm going to comment is going to sound like an insult to Joe, but it's not. There, 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 were, there was a big game that we had, and Joe write, was writing the scenario for this, and I, 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 I have nothing to do with the scenario. So when I, when I hear or see things on the field, I, I'm unprepared for it because I, I'm, you know, I, I don't know what's going on. There was one event where he had guys out there digging in sand dunes for crystal chandelier pieces from like your mom's chandelier that would hang on your dining room that they had found at a surplus whatever and had buried it anyways the one i found was i'm out there walking the field and i see this player flying a kite in the air (laughs) what the hell is this kid flying a kite in the middle of the day for and the refs there and all these people are protecting him and guarding him like what the hell is this and I guess it had something to do with it was supposed to be a drone and you had to keep it up and protect it, it and stuff like that. It was me and it was a UAV. <laughs> That's what it was. But little I didn't jo- know. Little Josh, he's a brick is flying a kite in the middle of the scenario. I just kid, thought it was silly. That's all. This kid from the other team walks up to me. He's like, what are you doing? I'm, like, <laughs> I'm flying, I'm flying a kite. my kite. He's like, can I shoot it? I was like, please don't. Yeah. It wouldn't have been so bad if it wasn't a Spider-Man kite. <laughs> That's all. You know how hard it was to find a kite? At that time, yeah. whenever it was. Yeah. But you know what? I have to say, that spot on the field, 
that kite flew really, really well. <laughs> First time in my life I've ever gone to fly a kite and it actually went well and worked. It's like the second highest point in all of Kitchener where you were standing and there's just all the breezes, the uplifting breezes. Yeah, it was perfect. Okay, now my story sounds terrible. Justin in the live chat says, watched a pregnant lady give birth to a Yeti at Ion. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, next question comes to us from the Instagram world. Uh, Bertold Wallowitz says, what was your number one big game? What games did you enjoy playing? I, I, I'm going to say one that wasn't the most popular game I've ever been to, but I still like the Simpsons game that we held. You know, uh, just because I got every reference, I understood what it was all about, and because of being a Simpsons fan, I thought that was a great scenario. You had, you know, uh, East and West Springfield. Um, it was great. It was great. Um, I'm sorry, Josh. <laughs> what? I just saw in the uh, chat. We skipped over your answer. What was the yeah, worst thing? It. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you can communicate with us through the chat. So what was the weirdest thing yeah. for you? <laughs> I heard you speak in that segment, so I assumed you filled yours yeah. in. Because <laughs> you called me a little kid flying a kite. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I, I, well, now I'm, I'll, I won't defend that. I, you were typing in the chat as a, well, they're not asking me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the equivalent of a pout. <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> Holy shit! Holy shit! You, you, you derail the show, and you don't even have an answer. That's why we don't go to you. You're just, you're just pissed off because it's your segment. <laughs> What's the weirdest thing? Weirdest thing for you, Josh? Quickly. Having a co-host. <laughs> uh, we. There was a game at Flag Raiders. Um, I, I don't know who ran it, but it was uh, the Fallout one. Okay. So, yep. Yep. Yeah. But it was uh, it was only weird to me because I've never played the game and never had any interest in it. But there was people just running around the field that were so into it, and it was like I was standing out in the field with a couple of TFR guys, and we're like, "Okay, who do we shoot? Those guys?" And the guys like, "No, no, no, you can't shoot those guys. They're allied with us right now." Like, okay, right. Those guys. No, you can't shoot them right now either because they're technically our ally too. Okay, so who are we shooting? Um, well, no one right now. Okay, so why am I here? Yeah. I hate just, games it, that are just... It was just... an entire day of head scratching and not knowing what you were supposed to be doing. Yeah. Although we had good compliments on that game, I guess you have to know the scenario, but there's nothing more fear, yeah. infuriating than going out on a big game and not knowing what's going on. And sometimes you're just there to shoot people. I get that. But sometimes it was really, it's also nice to know what's going on. Yeah, and it was really cool because they had all kinds of awesome props, and I got part of it, and when I did get it, it was great fun. But at the same time, you just got it on the field, and you're like, oh, this is so weird. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so, Josh, are you done? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to go back to you now. What was okay. your number one big game, your favorite big game? Oh, favorite big game, I think, was the Star Wars versus Star Trek. Uh, Trek, oh, Wars. Uh, Trek Wars. Uh, Trek with, uh, Wars with Brian Sexton's. Brian yes. Sexton came and ran that. Simply, that was... simply because of the banter that was going on in the um, staging area. Like it was a big game. It was fun. We got you know shoot people, take you know hold things, all, all that kind of stuff. That was really fun. But it was like that fun rivalry of that Star Trek versus Star Wars that just really sure. kind of pushed it over the top. That I thought was really fun. Yeah. Plus Star Wars won, so everything is right in the galaxy. Joseph, your favorite big game? I don't know. I, I like that one that we ran at the the middle the middle flagger field and the guys were dressed up. He was on a horse. Oh, the crap, costumes that's my were answer. so fantastic. <laughs> was it that what 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 was what was Black Hawk Down. But no, was it Black Hawk Down it, it, or was it one of absolutely the Absolutely was Black one Hawk was Down. The American the Freedom one, American Enduring um, Freedom. Enduring yeah, yeah. F- Operation Enduring Freedom. I think it was Operation Enduring Freedom because we were hunting you as when you were Z-Lad. And- nice. Yes. Um, so Russ Carroll in the live I'm chat. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. The training okay. tapes of that. <laughs> the training tapes of that game alone of Gavin doing the fancy yeah. footwork on the telephone pole. <laughs> That's right. Outstanding. Yes. But was that the game so, that Gavin drove his car to and we painted it for? Or was that a different game? No, no that different was, game. Okay. That, was a, <laughs> that was Black Hawk Down. You were the police. It was a police car in, in Mogadishu. 
No. No, it's Colombian one. A Colombian one, yeah. Oh, the Colombian one. Um, so yeah. why I like Black Hawk Down was because I spent months sourcing costumes and driving to um, downtown Toronto to find like ethnic stores to uh, get the custom garb, right? So for yeah. me, that was the most fun. Yeah. Uh, I still love costume play, cosplay. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yes, I'm a cosplayer at times. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and I'd love to see a return of that. You know, retire the jerseys, retire the camo, uh, and get right into the uh, the scenario. So nice. for me, uh, that was my favorite. Yeah, Ross Carroll in the live chat says, uh, I once saw a guy riding across the field during the grand finale at Wayne's World on a Segway in his boxers. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he needed a ghetto blaster playing like we are the champions or something, though. Yeah, or Highway uh, to right. the Danger Zone. A little bit of Wagner. <laughs> All right. You know what? Uh, it's getting a little long, so can okay. I do one more and then we'll wrap yeah. up the sack? Sure. Or do you have a couple of topics? I have one that I want to ask, but I think we're going to use, we're going to defer this and we're going to use it as a topic for next week. This one comes from Ryan McGee. He says, what are some video or board games you guys would like to see made into scenarios? And I'm going to ask that question on social media this week and we'll revisit it next week. But I, I like that. I like that topic. I do too. Yeah. And I don't like him, but finally, something <laughs> that makes me smile. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. I appreciate that. All right, last question before I cinch up my sack uh, from um, Steve Birchfield. When will new products get announced this year? With Extravaganza going virtual, will it be at World Cup again or Extravaganza? Yeah. Well, Extravaganza was always designed so that people would be able to come to extravaganza place their orders for the busy season and that's when all the products would sort of get released so that people could have it for the summer season world cup was always released for like that christmas market um but extravaganza was in february so that people could get their spring and summer orders in hopefully there's going to be some new stuff i haven't seen or heard anything yet um, it's kind of hard in a middle of a worldwide pandemic to come out with new products. But if there is anything new, hopefully we'll see some new stuff at uh, Extravaganza for our show in two weeks. Um, all the manufacturers are currently working on their, their videos, so I don't know exactly what's coming yet. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see, but I, I'll definitely tune into that. Um, Anton, yeah. when is the show? We're going to play that on Wednesday, April um, the 14th. Wednesday, April the 14th uh, at 8 p.m. So make sure you guys tune in for that. Yeah. So well done. That was question time tonight. If you guys have any questions, send them in to showupbehindthebunker.com or uh, send them in to, uh, to any of our, our, our social media places. Um, one other comment I wanted to uh, make as well is uh, from the Tablet Man on YouTube from uh, a show two two shows ago. He says I saw your poster for our, for this podcast in Fields of Battle yesterday, uh, which introduced me to your podcast. It's cool to see you guys are still going at it. Nice, I appreciate that. Hopefully you're enjoying yourself, Tablet Man, and and thank you for that. Um, while we're telling you guys about things, why don't we talk to you guys a little bit about some great people like Planet Eclipse. Did you know that Planet Eclipse, ladies and gentlemen, have more championships, new mechanical markers, new electronic markers, hell, new territory, including the new MagFed division. Get Planet Eclipse, ladies and gentlemen. Take on the world. When the world's greatest players, photographers, and expected parents need the best coverage, most vivid colors, biggest selection, they pull a tab on an EG product. Hashtag pop smoke. Thick welded seams, stainless steel hardware, multiple color options makes Arabs the number one choice for inflatables on and off the field. Made in America by Brent Davison's crew, Arabs.com. Dreams fade, ruthless paintball products, color sublimation, craftsmanship never die. On or off the field, ruthless keeps you fresh. Use the promo code BTB15 for 15% off your order. Adapt, create and win. Exalt is in our blood. Make your game boil. Get Exalt, available worldwide. Worldwide. From the beginning, you stumble down a rocky cliff or waded chest deep through a mosquito-infested bog. Now, whether you're sliding in the snake or running and gunning, GI Sports has the gear for you. Now at the Stormer Basic, Stormer Tactical, and Stormer Elite. DLX Technologies, true in industry innovators with some of the lightest and fastest and sleekest hardware in paintball. DLX has the power to get to the podium, and that's where you want to be.
It's time for everybody's favorite segment. This is Custom Corner. We don't have any... Uh, we don't have any fancy no fancies for it. For this thing, no. Mm. All right. Well, the fancy stuff's in the segment, so let's get it right out of here. Uh, Tommy Gunn sends in the first one. The, his uh, duo of paint-slinging awesomeness. Can't see the photo. Oh, no. Sorry. I'm in the wrong picture. My bad. I started too quick. As long as you don't finish early. Well, he always want to finish last. No? No one? Okay. Right, <laughs> Come on. Thank you, Gavin. Thank you, Gavin. Uh, I'm not sure who sent this in because it got cut off. My apologies to whomever sent in this. Beautiful Hammer 7. sniper. Yeah. It's a Hammer 7. Is it's it Hammer cool. 7? It's a Hammer 7. And the next one, this sneaky, silent-looking beast. I can't tell what that is. I can't. It's a TMC, and you can tell by the mags. There you go. Oh, look at Joe. Por hola esta. My Spanish is non-existent, (laughs) so I have no idea. Uh, And this nice little wood-gripped first strike pistol has been sent in by a name that's also been cut off. This segment's really exciting. <laughs> it's all right. But the wood makes it good. This is the duo that I was talking about sent in from Tommy Guns. Nice. A pair of TIPXs or TX. Could clean your guns a little bit there, Tommy. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think Tommy's got a lot of time on his hands. Uh, next one sends in, sent in by Tyler James. Auto nice. gear to check. Yeah, I probably butchered that. Oh, there we go. There's a warp feed in action for those that Look were paying that. attention earlier. Yes. Uh, these people who say photos can't be heavy have never seen this one sent in from Sean Leonard. Brass Eagle Warp Feed Breach Rainmaker with the HED Warp Feed, of course. Wow. Next one sent in from Sam Forsyth. Don't have any photos of the marker on its own, but this is my old Hello Kitty themed Tango 1. Nice, well done. And I, I do believe, I do believe my eyes see a Spec Ops broadsword vest. It's like either that, it's awesome Spec Ops, or it's a Tipman, or it's the Tipman one that after Tipman brought Spec Ops. Nice, possibly yes. Next one sent in from Byron Shishalakai. Just a couple of cockers hanging out on his chouch. Next one is Ben Gibbs, 03 Viking, heavily milled and etched. Now, why would you? This is all I got. This is the last picture I have. Yeah, yeah, with the three cockers. Okay, never mind. We'll save Ben's for next week. You know what? We're going to do ourselves an an opportunity to be better organized next week, so stay tuned. It cannot get worse than that. That's apologies on my behalf for not giving Josh the right info. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. If you want some custom corner stuff uh, posted on the show, send it in, and we'll try to feature it starting next week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time. We haven't had an opportunity to do this in a while, but we're going to do some Price is Right, and we're going to be watching you guys live in the chat. We see you guys on YouTube and on Facebook, and unfortunately, it's been going pretty quickly tonight. We'll try to watch your comments, and we would like you guys to bid along with us. Um, the idea with Price is Right, if you don't know, we were bidding in U.S. dollars on items that were on eBay.com that had been sold. So up for grabs first, we have 10 O-rings. And you may ask yourself, what's the big deal about these O-rings? But as a field owner, this is the O-ring that gives you the opportunity to fill your air tanks. Joe may know the the value of this, but ladies and gentlemen, what do you guys think? This is a pack of 10. And there's more than 10 in the picture. I get that, but it's for 10. What do you think? And since Gavin, unfortunately, Gavin won the last time, so he gets to start on that. So what are you bidding? Uh, number 10 O-rings, a lot. I'm saying 20 bucks, Bob. 20 bucks. Okay. Joe, what are you thinking? Are they Buna, Viton, or Urethane? Does not specify, but judging by the color, they would be a Buna. Well, Viton is also black. Uh, they come from Hong Kong. They're Buna. Okay. Um, I will accept. Um, I will take $6. Okay. Josh, what are you thinking? I'm thinking we're going to need about tree fitting. Nice. 
Tracy Santos says nine bucks. Ramon Cortez says twenty-one ninety-nine. Devin Schwartz seventeen fifty. Angry Canadian Gamer seven ninety-nine. These sold for seven dollars and nineteen cents, ladies and gentlemen. Seven dollars nineteen cents. So that means Joe, Gavin, Joe got closest. Gavin went over. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth, host. <sighs> All right. Let's see the next one here, ladies and gentlemen. This one here is a rare. 2013 Allen and Gittner Matt Blonsky card. Matt Blonsky. Well, there's that R word. Rare. Yeah. And it looks like it's protected in some sort of dust cover. So obviously they took care of it. Is uh, that an actual Tops card though? It is. It says Tops 2013 on it. Okay. No, it's in the bottom of the holder though. So. So there you go. What are you thinking, Gavin? Uh, five bucks. Five bucks, Joe. Wait, eight fifty. See, George Hayes thinking more thirty nine dollars. Eric Park twenty one dollars. Tommy Gunn with a five dollar order. Josh, what are you thinking? Well, Eric Parks is like very specific at twenty one fifty, but he's way overpriced. So I'm gonna guess twenty one forty nine. Okay, Jacob on for $5.99 and Dannon for 19 smackaroos. I don't know what the conversion is to US dollars, but we'll take that at par. This was sold for eight bucks as it should have been, as it should have been. Um, But it said rare. It did, <laughs> which still got it more than it should have. Paintball dropped forward. How do you put a price on something that's priceless? But here's the problem. They didn't call it what it really is, and it's a flame drop for Flame drop for They didn't use the word flame. That's like using the word rare to get yourself some uh, some clicks. This one's going to be a tough one. What do you guys think? Who won that last one? I did. Gavin did? Okay. Gavin, what are you thinking? Um, sadly, because of the listing, only $20. Okay. George Hayes is 12 Mr. Waffles at one forty nine. Um <laughs> uh, Dwayne King four ninety nine. Joe, what are you thinking? Twelve dollars. Twelve bucks. Josh. Uh eighteen. Eighteen bucks. This sold for twelve ninety nine. Damn. Twelve ninety nine. Let me find something here. Oh, okay, here we go. PT Enforcer. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> it is a PT, PT Enforcer uh, sold as is. Great shape, rare and vintage. Oh, vintage it is. So that's like, like that's an oxymoron there calling it, uh, first of all, calling it uh, saying as is and then saying great shape, rare vintage. They yeah, were sold great as is brand new. <laughs> they never worked. Yeah. I think I would feel better if it had more scuffs on it. Then at least it saw some gameplay, and you know that at least it had a chance of working. It never made it with things that don't shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the evil omen's smaller brother. Um, Charles Holton says, "No, no, no." <laughs> <laughs> Emery Davis, seventy bucks. Dan and Hardy, thirty-three bucks on the nose. Holy crap! Angry Canadian Gamer at forty-five dollars. Mister Waffles at twenty-nine. Um, rare and vintage 65 says Mike Thompson Dwayne King says $1 he's probably going to be right who won the last one Joe Joe okay Joe what are you uh, what are you thinking on this $38 okay Josh I suppose you could recycle some of the screws so $4 $4 Gavin what are you thinking 15 max 15 bucks so overpriced well you guys all well under bid this sold for 125 dollars ladies Blast and gentlemen it. when you're on ebay please 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 do yourself a favor and be very careful <laughs> google it for five seconds before you buy something please yeah um Jeez. let's do something that could be worth a little bit more money here um Sorry, having a hard time finding it. Next one up for bid. Oh boy, I'm not going quick enough. Here you go. Angel IR3 oh. with Halo Hopper 
in pristine. It says in original box, pristine and rare. I don't know what's rare about it. Um, there's tons of these in people's basements right now. But this was a high-end gun, and it looks to be in good shape. That's back when they used to put trigger guards in case you hit your fingers on branches going through the forest with a shiny gun. Um, who won the last one? I think it was Gavin um, that got the highest one on that one, didn't you? I'm Well, I want to sit this one out almost because I have a pink one <laughs> in box. But it doesn't I mean you just... know what it's worth. <laughs> no, I don't. That's I'm, I'm appraisal. Well, that's that, you're going to find out because you'll know what yeah. it's sold for. Well, uh, look at this. Bob Spisser says 475 Russ Carroll, wow. 500 Tommy Gunn's 170 Ramon Cortez says 725 1200 Robert Hansen. Um, uh, and let's admit, if you have a pink one, it's going to sell for more than a blue one. Yeah, pink is. There were very few pink ones. Yeah, we, the Barbie they, ones. I, yeah. I, of all the runs they did, there was if they if they ran two hundred black, they did one or two pink. Yeah. They were very hard to get the pink ones, and they're super rare. I I think the only thing that you would need for a gun like that is to go and get a new battery made, because um, they they were specific to the to the gun, which is easy to make. Um, Go to any like hobby store that you're can ruining make it for my you. deal. I have, an angel, I have an I have an angel I have an angel pipe kit brand new that I'll sell you with it. I miss when Gavin used to yell out, "You're gonna queer the deal." <laughs> <laughs> You'll queer the deal. Yeah, yes. I don't. Up to 500 episodes. Now he's different. Yeah. <laughs> yes, no beard. Yeah. That's what it is. All right. Well, let's start bidding on this. Who's gonna Who's gonna go first on this? All right. So I will go first. I will say. 500 okay joe what are you thinking it does look like it's in good shape 425 425 josh um i was gonna say 400 but maybe i'll drop it down to 300 okay and before i give you the bid why were those triggers so popular i mean uh, no idea they're just terribly uncomfortable i i think gloves simply yeah, maybe so. And I guess that was also before ramping. So you really yes. needed to get those your fingers ramping. going there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I hate to tell you this, but this sold for seven hundred US dollars. Seven hundred dollars. All right. <laughs> In all honesty, what would Good you okay, so forget what it sold for, what would you actually yeah. pay for it? If 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 it was something that you wanted or it was some guy that said I'll, I'll like make me an offer, what would you offer? How much did sorry, how much did it sell for seven? Time? Uh, wow. USD. Yeah. And now, granted, it does have a hopper on it, and it is a complete gun. True. I, I, I think uh, for us, 500 Canadian is reasonable. Yeah. Thoughts? Yeah. No? yeah. I think you'd have to go five. I think 500 American. American? Yeah. Yeah. I feel uncomfortable having bought that. I w I, the only reason why I would buy this is if I thought I was getting a deal where I knew I could sell it again. Because selling this would be a hard market. If but it was it's, pink, yeah. it'd be a lot easier because you knew it would be highly like more sought after. But it's this, a, a pink, a pink angel is a collect is, is a collector item. Yeah. Right. See, I'd buy that for two fifty max. But what? that's like what Todd. Stupid. But that's what Todd, <laughs> like Todd yeah. said, I'd be buying it to resell it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you would get a good value of it if that was the case. Yeah. Yeah. But two hundred and fifty. As Bricktop says, would be like three dollars US. Bricktop, you could come <laughs> over here and you could buy and sell Canada with your US dollar reducing. You can profit. own us. <laughs> actually, our dollars actually our dollars up a bit. Like, it's Seventy-eight cents now. You can live like kings if you just don't have to buy gas. Yeah. The only problem is <laughs> sure. you guys can't get across the border, so I guess it's a loot point. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Behind the Bunker Pre-Show. If you guys are watching us on Facebook, we're going to probably say goodbye to you. Uh, we're going to stay broadcasting on YouTube and recording our after show for our podcast. So if you guys are uh, wanting to continue the show, maybe head on over there uh, on YouTube. Uh, if you can't find us, go to BehindTheBunker.com. Our YouTube link is posted right there uh, on the middle of our website. And uh, if you guys want to listen to the whole show, just go and listen to it anywhere that you get your better podcasts from. We are there as well. And we did see a spike in our numbers. I mentioned I got to tell you guys uh, for our 500th show, I labeled the, the podcast as our 500th show. And I don't, I don't know if that did it, but for some reason, it, it, uh, we got a good bump this week. Uh, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, Paintball Extravaganza live Wednesday, April 14th. That starts at 8 p.m. 
uh, join the panel as well as a couple special guests, which uh, we'll have to let you guys know as we get a little bit closer. Uh, thanks, uh, Joe, for being on the uh, pre-show. Thanks very much for having me, guys. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in tonight to uh, Behind the Bunker. We'll see you next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until then, pew pew. Yeah, Gavin Sharma. Great to be here, folks. Thank you for joining us, and congratulations to all the winners. Make sure you uh, uh, let us know uh, how we can get your prizes out to you. Join you next. Join us next week. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, and ho- and if uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> send send us a send us a DM on any of our social media apps. And Josh, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, thank you, and uh, thanks everyone for watching. Um, next week will be much better when we're not quite so hungover from our 500th episode. <laughs> what a letdown! 501. It was oh. anticlimactic. Yeah. Oh. And uh, don't forget to head on over to paintball.media, ladies and gentlemen, and catch this month's ep- uh, this month's issue, uh, and uh, read about behind the bunker, uh, our history, and uh, and where we came from. Thanks, guys, for watching. We'll see you over on YouTube and uh, the remainder on our podcast. Don't be a freeloader. If you liked what you hear, make sure to hit the share button below. Also, follow us on our social media outlets like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, ICQ, and now MySpace. If you want to join the conversation, post your comments and we might read them on the show. So, yeah, welcome to our show, ladies and gentlemen, our after show. So we were just talking about all of the pink guns that we have and how, how much they're highly sought after because they're pink. Nobody, nobody has pink guns anymore. And I have, I have a pink DM5 that I'll never sell because we bought it for our, my daughter that w- was born in 2005 and it, we kind of dubbed it as hers. But I know I could get double of what anything else's value just because it is, it is pink. Uh, but... Um, yeah, and what is the reserve color in in NXL right now? It's orange. Orange still, yeah. Yeah, so you can still sport pink guns and and pink stuff like that. So for some reason they're all yeah they're all worth a little extra money. Uh, so thank you to all of you guys that have come over to YouTube. I see our numbers creeping up again as well. Uh, thank you guys for coming in. I'm not sure where Josh ran off to. Maybe the little boy's room. To see the wizard, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I have to tell you, um, last last episode was such a high; it was great. Um, and I and I and I, you know, I, I closed up the show, uh, did everything I did, and it was a couple days later I started watching the show again. We had some really great shout outs. There was a lot of good stuff on that show. If you haven't seen it, go back and listen to it. But what a great time that was. Um, I don't know if you guys went back and listened to it or not again, but like yeah. Wolf's video was great. Like a- everybody's videos were awesome. You know, uh, the guys from Planet Eclipse, good, good on them, right? No, the, the Planet Eclipse. Yeah, yeah, everyone. You know, it took a lot of time for people to send in their videos and and the accolades. It was, you know, it was it was it was nice to see and show that you know we're we're appreciated. I guess. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed. I did reach out to Tom K and Bud Orr, but I think I went a little too late. And then I also didn't end up following up with them. But I would have liked to have seen something from them. Uh, something like, uh, we were only on your show once, but, uh, <laughs> 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 you know, yeah. thanks. Thanks for having us. And yeah. Yeah. So whatever. <laughs> I, 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 how much longer are we going to do this for? Have we, have we discussed that yet? We, are, we haven't. At least 500 more shows. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like Joe groaned. Yeah. At the rate exhausted. the pandemic is going, I mean, what else are we realistically going to be doing? No, exactly. That's true. Yeah. And extravaganza I'm looking forward to, although unfortunately we will not be going there. Um, I have seen a couple of the videos that have come in. Uh, not, a lot, not, not a lot of them yet, but I mean, it'll be a fun show. It'll be good. But yeah, I, I don't know what people I, I, are expecting for new products. I really don't. No, I agree. But I mean, one of the questions was, uh, what new product will there be? But I'm not thinking a whole lot, right? Uh, as you teased earlier, not a whole lot of R&D is going on right now. It's rebuilding. So hopefully uh, there's some new stuff. Hopefully we'll see. You know, um, tune in April 14th because it's going to be great. <laughs> and we'll see what uh, manufacturers have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I... With this pandemic, I mean, I miss going to the States and going to some of those games, too. I mean, I, I I don't know. This whole thing, I mean, yes, I get it all sucks. But, I mean, it really sucks. We haven't, 
you know, if it was only six months, you know, you could sort of whatever, but it's been a, a well over a year now and with no end in sight with our borders opening again, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough one. Yeah. And I'm sure Matt, the crypt is loving this conversation right now. <laughs> well, that's why we have him in a separate studio where we don't have to listen <laughs> yeah. to him. Right. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah. And, the, and the province just went into, you know, lockdown again. So, yeah. But when I brought up the super game, Josh, your eyes lit up when I started talking about Ryan Sexton's cooking. Yeah. Yeah. But that that whole brigade thing is a different experience in and of itself, which is kind of neat. Because you're at a big game and then you do the whole um, brigade tent. Because that's what that was part of, right? Yeah. Is anytime he's at a brigade event, he cooks for all the brigade members. Well, place to hang, just hang out uh, a community right it's a uh, yeah and just it's, it, a, it's a brotherhood uh a union if you wish yeah right? yeah and you so, talk talk paintball with guys who've been playing paintball for 40 years yeah. like that's it was awesome yeah it, it's like george hayes making comment in the chat he says i miss coming up to visit you guys i yeah, mean for sure you know george hay may not be our favorite guy but it's nice when he comes <laughs> up i'm <laughs> just kidding Jay. come on <laughs> well, no, but it's nice favorite you know, Second favorite guy behind uh, Roger Weber. So that's right. And Weber. I did I did spell it phototonetically or photo whatever on the on the poster there, so Lisa would know that she won there. So good, good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but uh, you know, going back to um, Ryan Sexton, he still has the brigade program. So if you are sorry, Matt, <laughs> uh, if you're still part of it, um, you know it's still going strong, and yeah. it's different because obviously pandemic, but. Uh, the brigade is still strong. Yeah. So we are big fans of the brigade, and I, I actually was speaking to Ryan a couple of weeks ago. We're going to work with them uh, and and do some stuff. So stay tuned for that in the little, in the next little while. But if you're not, ladies and gentlemen, uh, do as Gavin said. Go and go and sign up for them and become part of the brigade. It's like the fastest growing scenario team. It's the, the biggest scenario team, from what I understand now. Uh, that way, when you go to an event, you may not have a lot of friends there at the event, but you'll 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 get to meet all these people and there's you know free food at some of the events and there's other things there so it's well worth being a part of it so i, I would definitely check it out for sure um happy holt says i like food i have only been playing since 1988 that's it <laughs> <laughs> slacker <laughs> yeah i'd like to talk more about food but we'll do that during an episode because i think that's oh, dear god i think it's important really? i really do i think Okay, maybe I'm the only one that's food motivated, but when you're at a game and you open up that gear bag and you see yourself, you brought yourself a Snickers bar or something, aren't doesn't that make you excited? Like, aren't you glad that you remember uh, a to Snickers pack bar, that? Right? If, if, you're in the, if you're in the states and you go to Target and you buy some things that we can't typically get in Canada, like some of the the Snickers or the M and M variants that they have, <laughs> I don't know what you want to call them, but they variants—that's probably not the good term, but yeah. that's not the appropriate term yeah. this year. Yeah. But um, <laughs> uh, you know, there's Snickers dark chocolate with almond slices with sea salt dipped in extra dark chocolate, like stuff we we don't have. That's pretty neat and it's novel when you're in wanting to have a break in the action and just chew and bite into one of those it's pretty but, it's but pretty think about this too joe, joe and i went and visited a field in quebec and in the morning they count how many people that that are going to be there and they get on the phone to their caterer and they have quarter chicken dinners delivered to the field so you get a box lunch that's got a quarter chicken dinner and fries and all the all the fixings i mean you're working up a hell of an appetite playing paintball even as a as a newbie and then you get to sit at a picnic table and have like a proper lunch. Like, okay, so for for Joe for Joe Stag, we went to Vegas, and one of the things that we did as an extracurricular activity is we went ATVing in the desert. Well, we're all starving. We're in the middle of the desert, and the guy brings out this 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 big box, and it's full of like proper lunch. Like it's got like a a gourmet sandwich and a bag of chips and a apple and a bunch of other stuff. Didn't that just put a smile on your face? <laughs> It did. You can't tell me food's not a great motivator, Gavin. I, I <laughs> well, look, I, I weigh eight pounds. Okay, okay, it's, it's not. not the crystal meth. Okay, but right. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully, the next event I go to or next field I go to has a food truck or something. That's yeah. So whatever. 
All right. Well, why don't we uh, why don't we wind her down here, ladies and gentlemen? We're we're kind of past our time. It's garbage night tonight as well. We have to. Everyone has to take out their trash in Preston. Yeah, yeah. And watch social media. We're gonna put. We're gonna ask you guys a question uh, that we talked from Ryan McGee, which was uh, which scenario. Uh, would you like to see after a board game or a, or a video oh, game or anything like that? So yeah. we'll we'll post that up in the next couple of days to so watch for that as well. Uh, Lisa Weiber says getting the fresh made waffles at Sherwood Forest is something we look forward to. Well, there you go. People used what to love. <laughs> okay, so at Flag Graders, we used to serve inexpensive hot dogs because people would get them by the dozen. And people used to think they were the greatest thing in the world. And we always hear about how great the Raiders dogs were. And it was really just the sauce that Joe concocted on them. But still, it was a simple lunch. But everybody to this day still talks so highly of how good those things were. And for big games, there was the barbecue in the morning for grilled cheese. and uh, Yeah, and grilled cheese in the morning. That was dynamite. And one of my favorite things, which, which we used to do as staff lunches in the fall and winter, is we'd get pea meal bacon and cheddar and put them on a Kaiser. That <laughs> was pretty good. Uh, that was pretty we had good. The, the gentleman from uh, 519 came out with the, oh, with the Black coffee, Rifle, Black coffee, Rifle coffee, coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. I, I was waiting for Joe to poo-poo the idea of having good food at Fields because there was a time where he had wanted to have, what was it, souvlaki and pasta? I went to Australia. So here's the scenario. I went to Australia and we stayed with a fellow that ran a paintball field outside of Sydney. So we got there and right away in the morning, some guys preparing lunch. I go, what are we doing? He goes, well, we're getting lunch ready, mate. I said, well, it's nine o'clock. He goes, well, we're going to have 150 people here and we're serving them souvlaki and pasta. And I go, nah. <laughs> and he's, barbecue and souvlaki sticks and then he's i don't know if they did pasta they did maybe they did something else and the pasta was my idea i forget but anyway we ended up when i got back i said let's try this so we ended up doing everyone would get two souvlaki sticks and a plate of pasta so we would have this i don't know 20 gallon pot we'd be boiling water dump pasta in one of our friends is Italian. He'd be dropping bay leaves into and take the water, and we'd have giant vats of sauce we would pour in, and we'd give everyone a ladle full of um, pasta and a couple of sublaki. It was pretty good, but it was ridiculous. I, I think I would have preferred gnocchi. <laughs> That'd even be worse. That'd even my, be worse. No, it's some pierogies. Meg, Meg just chimed in from across the room, and she said, "What if somebody forgot to?" Uh, defrost the souvlaki the night before well that's a whole different story about how, what we what we have we had to improvise that as well so that's this may or may not have happened um but i remember a place that uh, had to cook hot dogs so fast that they took out the blue propane acetylene torch just to make burn marks on the hot dogs <laughs> to go out so i, I don't remember awesome. where that where i had seen that but yeah jeez louise but better Crazy than a hobo times. lunch. Better than a hobo well, lunch. You're talking nearly 40 years of, of, of lunch cooking at Flag Raiders. We, we really just stopped cooking lunch recently as, as, as player, players change from playing all day to, you know, session-based. Yep. And that, yes. we just did, we did what the consumer wanted. So we, we stopped serving lunch for the guests yeah, probably three or four years ago, our hot dog consumption went down from like three or four hundred, whatever dozen, however a thousand dozen we would use to, you know, bits and pieces. So, well, here's um, what I'd like Dwayne King to do. I think next big game we have at Flag Raiders, it's going to be potluck, my friend. Let's see what you bring. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> he says he's had he had chicken shawarma on the rocks tonight for dinner. Shawarma <laughs> <laughs> on the rocks, isn't that interesting, Dwayne? Yeah. That's Dwayne, on rice, though, right? Dwayne is that not yeah. what it is? Yeah, Dwayne when you comes, do it on the rocks. On, rice. YouTube, on the rocks. So I don't, I don't yeah. get to see Dwayne anymore because he's on YouTube. If you go to the shawarma place, you ask for it on the rocks. I think it's on rice. Oh, nice. <laughs> There's a place on by Starbucks on Highway 24 that has shawarma. It's called the shawarma box. For, you can get a shawarma box for lunch for five bucks. I maybe maybe the question <laughs> that we should ask is what's the most elaborate menu item you brought to a paintball field? Ooh, oh. Or brought? what fields are offering? And take pictures. That's true. That's a good idea. What, what's the, offering for lunch? what was the one we had at, in a pandemic? 
what was the one we had at Oregon, Todd? Was that chicken teriyaki on rice? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Dear we walk God. by and it's like hamburgers, hot dogs, chicken teriyaki. <laughs> I was like, what? I mean, the portion like, yeah, wasn't great, pots. but it was, well, it was good fantastic. food. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the most elaborate food you had at a paintball field? Okay. I'll use the, I'll post that one up this week because I'm curious to know okay. what people are going to say. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Watch it be Gavin, out of all people, come up with something. Hot dogs. <laughs> better be Gavin. I put hot dogs with string cheese? <laughs> Why do you say it like that? I don't know. I, that's my Gavin impersonation. What the hell? <laughs> Thanks right. for listening to Mail Time. <laughs> all right. Uh, Rick Rock says, uh, watermelon dipped in vodka. Yeah, I don't think I'd be able to play paintball dipped. with that. Yeah. <laughs> dipped, Yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, why don't we call this one the day? Uh, more subjects and banter next week. If you guys stuck it out this long, thank you very much. If you want to hear more, listen to the podcast. The podcast version is up anywhere that you guys get your podcasts from. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Gavin, thank you for being on the show. Great to be here, folks. Thank you for your support. There you go. Ga- uh, Josh Zubizabrikas. Yeah, thanks for putting up with us, I guess. For 501 episodes now. There you go. And Joe Kimson. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Now it's time to tune out, and we'll see you next week. Ryan Spring in the chat says, I bought some fancy food that I never got a chance to make. I remember buying some tasty things a night before a game and forgot it in my fridge at home. That was the worst day of my life. Dan and Hardy, bacon-wrapped stuffed jalapenos. Jason Diff, farm-fresh eggs, whiskey biscuits, and fresh bacon. Oh my gosh. Listen to you. And then uh, Lise Weaver, I brought some Southern gumbo with chicken, sausage, and shrimp to Super Game last year for our bunkhouse crew. Yeah, thanks, Lisa, for offering some. Nice. All right, ladies and gentlemen, with that, we'll say goodbye and uh, we'll see you next week.